Mindset is everything. Sometimes you just have to have faith in yourself, listen to your customers, and respond to their needs. In fact, my client feedback is what guides the courses I create, the decisions I make, even what I post to my Facebook group and social media sites. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-seven-figure business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, the budget, and the time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today, one that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible. One that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life you love, you're in the right place, friend. Let's get started. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Well, hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and thanks for tuning in to Online Marketing Made Easy. I'm so glad you carved out time to do so because this episode, it is extra special. I'm lovingly referring to it as the Million Dollar Course Creators Club episode. I'm sharing stories from four of my star students who've each made over a million dollars in course sales. Each student started exactly where you might be today with a big dream of being your own boss and impacting the world with your skills and knowledge. They'll share stories of crafting offers, overcoming challenges, and creating a business and a life by their own design. And as you listen in, you'll notice reaching this million-dollar milestone wasn't easy for any of them, but it was so worth it. You'll hear how their journeys were full of discomfort and challenges and failures, but ultimately, because they stuck with it, And because they made the effort to see every roadblock as an opportunity rather than an obstacle, their journeys led them to success and growth beyond their wildest dreams. Today's episode holds a special place in my heart, not just because we're celebrating these course creators, which I love that we are, but because I want this to be an example of what is possible, especially for women in business. I think there's a special power in sharing the numbers. 
our successes. It's not about bragging. It's about how when we talk about our success, we empower others to dream big and chase after their goals. For example, my friend Brooke Castillo, she shared that she heard me discuss my journey to earning a million dollars on one of my podcast episodes. And until that moment, Brooke hadn't considered she could even make a million dollars. I think she said she was making around 300,000. She heard me say it and she's like, wait a second, I can make a million dollars? And so it just opened up all these possibilities for her. And just for the record, last year, Brooke made 50 five zero million dollars in her business. I take zero credit for that, but I just feel so inspired by this story because here's the truth. I feel uncomfortable sharing my numbers. I used to share my revenue and my profit, my expenses a lot more in the past. But then when I started to share that information, I got so much negativity, like people scrutinizing me. I felt like I had a target on my back and how I should spend my money and how I'm earning my money. And there's just lots of opinions to the point that it felt a little bit over the top that I thought, I don't want to share this information. And then Brooke told the story on my podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get uncomfortable and continue to share the numbers because it could inspire more women and men to say, wait a second, if Amy could do it, so could I. And so I've started to be more open with my numbers again because I really do feel I'm on a mission to show other people what's possible. If you're curious about that episode she listened to where I talked about making a million dollars, it's an oldie but a goodie. So I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's called Five Lessons I Learned in 2013 that I will repeat in 2014. And it was episode 23. I have over 630 episodes now, but this was number 23. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 23 if you want a little blast from the past and look at my business three years in essentially or almost four years in. So anyway, I'm sharing this episode with you to inspire you. When you walk away from this episode, I only want you to think if they can do it, so can I. Because they came into my world of Digital Course Academy and creating courses with the thought, will this really work? Am I going to be able to sell this course? Is it worth the time, the effort, the energy? What if nobody buys? What if this doesn't work? Like they had all the same doubts that you likely have. And yet here they are on my podcast as million dollar course creators. If they can do it, so can you. That is the only takeaway I want you to have from this episode. So let's go ahead and dive in. First up in the Million Dollar Club, we have the incredible Hadar Shemesh. Hadar's journey is nothing short of phenomenal. Her course, designed to empower non-native English speakers, teaches the art of speaking English with clarity and confidence. This one course which was launched in a very scrappy fashion to just 16 students at the beginning, has now generated over $2 million in sales. The magic in her success lies in her ability to relaunch the same program over and over, something that I teach in Digital Course Academy, sharing a powerful message she truly believes in. That's why she can launch it over and over again. Her story is a testament to the fact that at its core, 
business is all about nurturing relationships. She's taken the time to truly understand her students' challenges and offers them unmatched solutions. I can't wait for you to hear her story to uncover the secrets of crafting a simple yet thriving digital course business. Hey, Amy, thank you so much for asking me to share my course creation journey with your audience. My name is Hadar Shemesh. I'm an online entrepreneur from Tel Aviv, Israel, and my course, New Sound, helps non-native speakers from around the world speak English with clarity, confidence, and freedom. It focuses on pronunciation, effective speaking, fluency strategies, and the mindset of speaking a second language. When I created my first online course, I had no idea what to do and how to do it. So I decided to just create an online workshop that I delivered live and save the recordings, upload them on a website, and turn it into an online course. I enrolled 16 students, and that was my first official launch. For my second launch, I already wanted to share something that is not delivered live, so I wanted to record videos. But I was a mom of two babies. I was teaching one-on-one for at least six hours every day, and I started creating content on YouTube, so that was also very, very time-consuming. I didn't have time to do it. So I knew that the only way for me to actually get it done is to sell it before I actually record it, which is what I did. I only recorded the first module, sold the course, and then created it on the go as I was releasing the modules week by week. And by the end of those 10 weeks, I had a full program recorded and ready to be launched again. I was also lacking a lot of hours of sleep. I launched this program six more times before creating New Sound, my current signature program that has brought in alone over $2 million in revenue over the past two and a half years. I really think that what has really helped me reach this place and reach the mark of $1 million in sales for one course is First of all, being a content creator and using videos to share knowledge, to teach my students, to add value. I have a YouTube channel where I share a YouTube video once a week. I have a podcast where I share two episodes every single week. I have a newsletter where I share thoughts and my weekly lesson with my audience. And I have several social media channels where I share daily content. So I do create a lot of content and I've built my business in a way that allows me to produce a lot of content consistently. Not only that it helps me reach a lot of people worldwide, creating content consistently helps nurture my relationship with my audience. They feel close to me and they fully trust me so that when I do offer something that is beyond my free content, They know that I over-deliver with my free content and they're willing to make that investment because they know it's going to work. They've seen results with my free content and they're ready to take the next step. The next thing that really helped me is growing my email list. I share a lot of lead magnets, a lot of freebies throughout the year. And at the end of the day, most of my sales come from emails. So having a big list as well as nurturing that list weekly and crafting sales emails that actually connect with my audience and sell it in a sensitive 
and also thoughtful way is another reason for why I was able to reach that $1 million mark. I also have an online community that I nurture and I focus on making connections. The way I teach, I definitely use community learning and community practice. And they already feel like a part of my community even before joining my programs. So having a free online community on Facebook where we host Zoom calls on almost a daily basis where people can practice English and share videos. And they also learn with my teachers and my coaches because we have free lessons there. They already feel like a part of the community. And when their friends tell them about my online courses, they believe them. And I do that not just to sell more. I do it because I do feel it's a service that I can offer to people from all around the world. Some of them may not be able to buy my courses and I want to teach people and offer them a safe environment to practice their English and connect with other people and to speak with other people and to learn about other people from different countries and different cultures. I believe in that cause and I also know that it made people feel closer to me, my brand, my coaches, and other students, which made it easier for them to say yes to joining one of my programs. And lastly, before each round, I throw a huge online party. Well, it's not really a party, but it feels like it. It's either a challenge or an event or a live training where people get to know me a bit better They get to learn with me. We build momentum. We build a community. They get excited about what's possible for them when it comes to speaking in English, making videos, talking to other people. They see the impact this work has even within five days or one week. And then it gets them excited about my offer and what's to come. I also have a 14-day money-back guarantee policy, and our support team is exceptional. They feel that, and they know that they're going to be taken care of throughout the program. When creating a program, it is so important to launch over and over and over again, because you really do learn so much from every single launch, every single experience. And sometimes your launch is not going to do as well as the previous launch, but it doesn't mean that you are regressing. And it doesn't mean that this is how it's going to be. Sometimes you can't control the market. Sometimes you made some bad decisions. Sometimes the paid campaigns didn't work as well because you worked with different people. Every time you learn about what's working, but also what's not working. And every launch, you try to do something different and something better. Every round, we do change something about our marketing and about even the structure of the program or the way we talk about it. And we see how it affects sales. And sometimes the decisions we make are great. And sometimes they're not. I can tell you about a lot of decisions that I've made that I thought would bring in a thousand students. And they actually brought less than the previous launch where it wasn't as hard and we did things in a simpler way. If you change something and it doesn't turn out to be a great decision, it doesn't mean that you are a bad marketer or a bad business owner. It just means that it's, it's, it's a part of the process and it's exactly how it's supposed to be. And now you know better. 
But the most important thing is not to give up and not to try to change the course or change the niche until you try to launch your course several times. Because sometimes it's not the course, it's really how you communicate it. It's the messaging, it's the marketing around it, and it's the effort that you put in between launches that really, really matters. All right, I hope that my experience has been helpful. Thank you so much, Amy, for everything that you've done, specifically for me, but also for everyone else. I love you. I love your team. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Next up, I'd like you to meet Amy Pearl. Just three years ago, Amy hadn't made a single dollar online. Did you hear me? Just three years ago, she hadn't made a single dollar online. She had a thriving in-person business, but when the pandemic hit, she was no longer able to deliver her in-person workshops. Instead of seeing it as a setback, Amy saw it as an opportunity to pivot, innovate, and reshape her business model. Today, Amy's business is not only generating a million dollars a year, but it's gifted her with a life where she has the freedom to travel, play golf, and truly live life on her terms. What I love about Amy's story is the reminder that sometimes our biggest challenges are nothing but disguised pathways leading us to our dreams. So lean in and listen closely. Let Amy's journey show you how adversity can be the very thing to create your dream life. Well, hello there. I'm Amy Pearl, and I facilitate coaching and development programs for business leaders around the world. I also teach coaches and course creators how to sell to corporations, not-for-profits, and other organizations just like I do. I actually started my business almost 25 years ago, and I've been blessed to have many wonderful clients over the years. In fact, I've had lots of million-dollar years, but that all came to a screeching halt during the COVID-19 pandemic. You see, prior to the pandemic, all of my workshops and coaching sessions were delivered in person. So when everyone was sent to work from home, I went from billing over $100,000 each month to nothing almost overnight. I didn't know anything about doing business online. I didn't even own a camera or a microphone. But with your help, Amy, I completely reinvented my business. And with focus and hard work, I was able to build a seven-figure digital business. And as a bonus, life became so much easier. I now work from my office versus being on the road all the time. And more importantly, I'm able to create a schedule that allows me to travel with my family, play golf with my friends, and even ride my motorcycle with my husband. Now, in addition to my corporate clients, I teach coaches and course creators how to build a business and a life like mine. And one of the questions they often ask is, Amy, how can I get to a million-dollar year? Well, let me tell you, I focus on three revenue-generating strategies. The first is cross-selling or bundling my digital courses. I sell my digital courses to business owners or other supervisors so they can become better leaders. Of course I get excited when someone buys one course, but that might generate $97 or $197. I get much more excited if they purchase a whole series of workshops, which are more like a curriculum in college. 
In college, there are 100-level courses, 200-level courses, and so on, all to help someone build their skills. By cross-selling other courses or bundling my courses into a full curriculum, my students get a bigger toolkit that really meets their needs, and it generates more like $2,000 per student for my business. My second revenue-generating strategy is high-ticket coaching. Listen, I understand the importance of avoiding the trap of trading time for money, but honestly, I'm very happy when someone wants to pay five figures to be coached one-on-one. Now, you might say, Amy, you work with businesses who are willing to pay more than an individual can pay, but you might be thinking too small. There are plenty of life coaches and wellness coaches and other coaches that are pricing their programs so they can earn $300, even $500 a session. Why shouldn't you? My third revenue generating strategy is to create recurring revenue. For example, I sell assessments that companies use for screening job candidates or for training their employees. So each time they hire a new person or train a new team member, They use my product. You might be a creative genius who creates beautiful social media posts or resources for school teachers or templates for online business owners. Those little products can lead to big ongoing revenue. My recurring revenue products give me what I call my bread and butter business. My courses layer on higher ticket sales throughout the year and my high ticket coaching gives me major revenue injections just when I want them. If you're just starting out building courses, marketing, making videos, webinars, launching, all of this can seem really overwhelming. I didn't have any of these things just three years ago. Push the overwhelm, self-doubt, and fears aside and just start by building your business one step at a time. The first thing I launched was a product that creates recurring revenue, and that was a membership program. I laugh that I can actually say that now. I launched a membership program. I had no idea what I was doing, but after speaking with my ideal customers, their needs pointed to the possibilities of a membership program. So I followed Amy's first 10 strategy and her launch webinar formula step by step. It was a completely foreign process to me, and I had a tiny, tiny list, so I had no idea what to expect. I couldn't believe the results. I sent 65 invitations to my webinar. Within 10 minutes, I had 12 people registered, and ultimately, 45 people attended. 36 of my webinar attendees joined. My membership program was off and running, and I had more than $20,000 in my pocket. Was my method perfect? No. Did I have all the tech bells and whistles? No. Did I really know what I was getting into? No. But starting small gave me the confidence that no matter what I faced, if I could sell 36 seats to a membership program, when I barely knew what I was doing, I could figure anything else out along the way. Mindset is everything, right? Sometimes you just have to have faith in yourself listen to your customers, and respond to their needs. In fact, my client feedback is what guides the courses I create, the decisions I make, even what I post to my Facebook group and social media sites. You can even use your customer's input 
to guide your decisions about pricing. You might start low with your first launch and then increase it with your second launch and increase it a little more with your third. You might find that when you launch that third time at a higher price point, you aren't able to attract as many students. Well, that's fine. Watching how people respond and listening to what they say will help you find your pricing sweet spot. Many of my pricing decisions are also based on my personal philosophies. I don't want to be perceived as the seven-figure marketer with a sports car and a yacht. Okay, I don't really have a sports car and a yacht, but I do have the seven figures. But my goal is to offer a great product at a fair value, so I build customer relationships for life. I want them to keep coming back to me because it's a lot easier to cross-sell something to an existing customer than it is to attract a new customer. So if you want to know my secrets, listening to your customers and responding to their needs is number one. Second is don't try to be all things to all people. The more I defined the types of clients I wanted to work with, the more they came out of the woodwork. The more I promoted specific products, the more people wanted those products. Launching the same products over and over also creates efficiencies and economies of scale in my business. Plus, I've developed a reputation for the kind of work I do, how I do it, and the tools I use. People don't call me for everything. That's okay. They call me for the work I love to do and that I know drives my revenue goals and my life goals. My third recommendation is to trust your gut but use your head. I'm a numbers girl, so I create specific measures of success for my business. Not just end goals, like how much revenue did I earn, but measures that help me understand the day-to-day mechanics of my marketing and my operations and what I need to do every day to drive results. Now, I balance the numbers with trusting my gut and my intuition. Despite the success of that original membership program I launched, I just didn't like it. I'm a course sort of gal. I like a beginning and an end. A membership program was just too stressful for me. So despite the fact that it creates a really nice stream of recurring revenue, one of my three revenue drivers, it wasn't in my heart. So we had a big wrap-up party and called it a day. It's okay to walk away from a product that is failing or one that doesn't align with your passion. And my final recommendation Surround yourself with accomplished individuals who challenge your thinking and push you out of your comfort zone. Through Digital Course Academy, I joined an accountability pod with an amazing group of people who are now some of my dearest friends. For three years, we've met every single Monday morning, almost without exception. We've supported each other through our business goals, through life's challenges, and beyond. I've also looked for opportunities like Momentum to connect with people who will challenge me to learn, who'll give me some tough love when I need it, and push me to achieve goals that I never thought I could achieve. That's scary, but you have to push those fears aside and have confidence that even if it fails or it doesn't evolve the way you'd like, you can pivot to make something new happen in your business. That's what I had to do when the pandemic hit. I had no idea what I was doing, but I listened to my customers, narrowed my focus, balanced the right data with my own intuition, and met people like you, Amy, and others who showed me bigger and better ways to do things. 
My goal today is to keep paying it forward so other coaches and course creators can have the flexibility and the freedom and the financial resources to live the fabulous lives that they desire. Thank you for inviting me to be part of your programs and this informative podcast. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products, and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you wanna make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. Next up is a return guest to Online Marketing Made Easy, Nicole Burke. You may have met Nicole in episode 603 titled, Use Your Smartphone to Boost Your Digital Course Sales. This episode quickly became a listener favorite on the podcast, so I knew I had to bring Nicole back to share some of her wisdom. If you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you check it out because it's going to save you a lot of money in paid ads. She's got such a cool short form video strategy that you got to hear about. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 603. Listen to it after this episode. Now, Nicole's been launching courses since 2017 and hit the million dollar a year mark in 2021. 
Today, I asked Nicole to break down the pricing of her three digital course offerings that consistently bring in over $1 million a year in sales to her business. As you listen, pay attention to Nicole's approach and how she knows her worth, establishes her expertise, and effectively conveys her course's value. Reflect on how you can apply this to your own course to price it fairly for the benefits it provides to your students. I have learned so much through Amy Porterfield. I'm so indebted to her for all the teaching she's provided to help me create my own online course. I want to tell you a few of the stories. First of all, choosing the pricing for my courses, I generally have followed Amy's recommendations. So for my first highlight course for my salad garden school, I charged $97 for that course. And it seemed to be a great price point the way that I brought this to logic for my buyers was that this course would help them replace at least six months of the salad that they buy from the grocery store. So I knew that my course would help them at least save $100 on salad in one season, much less year after year. So that course was $97. My signature course, Kitchen Garden Academy, is $297. So that course helps people save money and time and frustration by knowing exactly what to buy, how to design, and how to build their own beautiful raised bed kitchen garden. So again, I justify that price by comparing it to a personal consultation with me, which generally costs between $250 to $350 letting them know they'll get hours and hours of my garden consulting, but they'll get to enjoy it through a course that they can watch again and again. I also justify the price for $297 to help them see that they'll save so many years of frustration, the chance of doing it wrong, and all those hours of searching on Google to know how to make their kitchen garden the right way. So that course is $297. And my certification course, which helps gardeners create their own businesses, That one is $29.97, and the justification for that price is that I have helped gardeners make well over $100,000 with starting from scratch a garden consulting business. So my promise to my students is that they will make back that amount through the course, that they'll learn how to make at least $3,000 as a garden consultant, or their money is returned to them if they want a refund. So those are the three price points that have gotten me to a million dollars in sales the first time and then year after year since then. I love launching these courses again and again because I learn so much every single time. These two courses, Kitchen Garden Academy and Gardenary Certification Program, they both can be used year after year. They are evergreen products. Every single year, there are new people who want to learn how to garden and want to set it up the right way. And every single year, there are more and more people who are interested in taking their hobbies and turning them into businesses that they can either do as a side hustle or full-time. So both of these courses, I get to add to them, I get to improve them, I get to add new bonus courses, and I also learn each and every time that I launch it how I can improve it for the next go-round. We've found that every single time we launch our courses, we're able to improve upon the last launch and get better results for our students along the way. 
my first launch goal that I met felt incredible. It was in 2021 and it was launching Kitchen Garden Academy. It was the start of the year and right around the time that the pandemic was just in full experience for everyone. So a lot of people were home. A lot of people were just making it through winter doldrums. And we had over 600 students sign up for my Kitchen Garden Academy. It was huge and so exciting. And my team, we were just all thrilled and honestly shocked to have that many students around the world going through the Kitchen Garden Academy all at once. The main thing that I've learned in my journey to making a million dollars in my courses is that it really is a long-term game. This is not a little sprint. This is not a jog around the block. This is a marathon, and it's such a fun race to run. I have had the days when I want to quit. I've had the days when I feel burnt out, and I've had the days where I think I could do this for the rest of my life. All in all, I would say selling courses online and getting to reach people in all different places of the world with your information and your expertise is a feeling like none other. I'll go on to a webinar or sign on to teach a live class for my course students. And it's just amazing that I get to sit right here at my computer at my home and teach people all over the world and help them experience the same joy that I do in my own garden. I would say the main takeaway I would give you for your course sales is not to give up. Just because your first course didn't hit your revenue goals, just because your first launch or your second or your third didn't meet your expectations, it doesn't mean that you need to redo everything or you need to quit or you have to start from scratch. Take the data, look at all the experience that you've just had, and then use that to help you iterate, improve, and make the next launch more successful. If you take the approach of Atomic Habits, getting 1% better every day, then each of us can take our courses, make them a little bit better, help our students have more success, and improve our launches one day at a time. And over time, those changes really add up for massive results, both for our own businesses and for our students. Last, I want to share a story from my student, Mark Two. Shout out to my male students, too. It's not all for the ladies, right? Mark is about to take you on a journey. He's sharing how he discovered his true calling by developing a deep self-awareness of what he wanted and what he didn't want from life and work. Mark's story is full of honesty, starting with asking his mom to post on social media for him oh my gosh, how cute, because she had more friends than he had, (laughs) to talking about a recent launch that didn't go as well as he had hoped, but served as a reality check for him. I love the honesty. So get ready to be inspired as Mark shares how your unique story and burning desires can craft a business that's not just successful, but is a true reflection of you and serves your ideal students in ways you may have never imagined. My name is Mark Tu, and I'm a CPA, and I run my tax practice, Not Your Dad's CPA, and I'm the creator of Reseller Tax Academy. So I help resellers with their taxes. The majority of people in my audience sell stuff online through platforms like eBay, Amazon, Poshmark, Etsy, Mercari, maybe their own Shopify site, and a bunch of others. And let me just start off by saying that I'm nobody special. I'm just a regular guy. And with a lot of effort and probably a little luck, I recently just broke the $1 million barrier in my online course sales. 
And I did it over the course of five years. Some people do it in a year and most people probably don't get there at all. So overall, I'm super grateful and really thrilled with hitting this milestone. How I ended up in my current circumstances and with my current niche has been a ride with a lot of different turns. I grew up with the idea that doing what you love was wrong. My dad came from a musical family. He was the youngest of eight siblings, most of whom went into musical fields. And he saw that they all really struggled financially. And he was like, I don't want to do that. So he went into accounting and ended up having a successful business career in banking. So he wasn't fond of the idea of following your passion or doing what you love just because of his own personal experience. And he always said, that's great but that's what all my family did and they've all struggled. So I always felt torn. I looked at future career opportunities really practically like he did, but I also felt resistant. I would tell him that I thought wearing suits was dumb and that I wasn't gonna do that. And even though I work in professional services now, it's so much more of a hybrid. But I ended up coming out of school with an accounting degree and going into public accounting and that was rough. I found myself constantly asking, is this really all there is to life? Some people thrive in that environment, but I was not that person. And this was right before podcasts became really popular. And I started becoming really interested in books and audiobooks that talked about doing what you loved, alternative work arrangements, following your passion. And I'm not sure how long I would have lasted in a big accounting firm. And I'll never know for sure because I was part of the mass layoffs in my firm that happened toward the end of 2008 as part of the Great Recession. That was an interesting time because you had a lot of people getting laid off from the big accounting firms. And then a lot of the smaller firms were coming in and snatching these people up. So actually, I was really fortunate to find a new job within just a few weeks. And it's there at this new job that I got to see a much bigger picture of the auditing process and also had my first hands-on experience with taxes. I had taken courses in college, but hadn't yet had real exposure to it with real clients. It wasn't as prestigious of a role, but it was a much better work situation. I got to work from home most of the time, which wasn't very common then. I didn't see myself doing it long term, but I had really good exposure to how to run your own small accounting business even though I never thought that's something I would do. And instead, I started preparing to go back to school to get an MBA because I thought the MBA was my ticket to a better job and a better salary. So long story short, I went back to school, graduated and got a job with a higher salary in corporate finance. But not long after that, I started daydreaming about taking a sabbatical or a mini retirement. I would read blogs of families who went to live in Costa Rica or Mexico or wherever, and I was just captivated by what they were doing. My wife and I had both lived in different parts of Latin America before we were married, and we had talked about one day going to live abroad. So we started working toward this goal of taking a year to go live in another country. We didn't have a lot of money because we had four kids who had recently paid off student loans and just barely saved up enough to survive for a year in Nicaragua. So we ultimately chose Nicaragua because it was cheap, it was close, and at the time it was considered one of the safest countries in Latin America. About two years prior to this, I had started blogging and becoming involved in the online personal finance community. I started seeing different things people were doing online and that just further fueled my desire to go do something different. Around the same time, I started preparing tax returns on the side. I was a CPA, but I didn't have a ton of experience in tax preparation. And I decided, well, being a CPA, everyone thinks you do taxes anyway, so I might as well give it a try to see how I like it. And I just got my first 10 clients by asking my mom to post on Facebook because she has way more friends than I do. And the time finally came that we sold our house, put our stuff in storage, and we flew out with our four kids down to Nicaragua, and they were nine, seven, five, and one. We look back now and think, man, what were we thinking? But we're so glad we did it, and it was the realization of a dream for us. It wasn't easy, but it was transformative, and it's a whole separate story. And it's a lot more common now, just a few years later, for people to do this kind of thing, but we got so many questions about it. And I started thinking about maybe creating some kind of course about mini retirements or taking family sabbaticals abroad. 
So I asked in my personal finance blogger Facebook group if anyone had recommendations for someone who knew something about creating courses. And that's where I first learned about Amy Porterfield. So I signed up for Courses That Convert, which is the predecessor to Digital Course Academy, with the intent to make a course about what we were doing, which was living abroad with our young family. Meanwhile, my tax business had grown to about 100 clients, most of whom were resellers. About a year before, through my personal finance community connections, I ended up on a podcast for eBay sellers to talk about taxes. And I sort of fell into that niche that way and just sort of embraced it. I started targeting that audience specifically, and they were so thirsty for reliable tax advice that my audience just started to grow. I found myself getting the same questions over and over, and I thought, hey, maybe I should consolidate all these questions and write an ebook. So then every day after dropping my kids off at school in this foreign country, I would go to the cyber cafe and write out my ebook about reseller taxes and accounting. I think I ultimately launched it around $10 and made about $1,000 on the first day of that launch. And that was a pivotal moment for me because I knew there was a market there. And I thought maybe I should scrap the mini retirement course idea and turn this ebook about taxes into a course. We ended up having to leave the country a few weeks earlier than planned after about a year of living there because of political unrest. Once we came back to the States, I didn't get a job. I decided to get by by doing tax returns and I started to follow Amy's program. By that time, Digital Course Academy had come out, so I went through that and started working through my course outline. I didn't follow everything exactly, but I did do the course calls to validate my idea, and I asked the participants what their main questions were and what they would expect to pay for something like this. And again, long story short, I made about $40,000 on my first launch, and I should say on the very first day of my first launch, I had one sale, and it was totally quiet, and I freaked out, and I dropped the price, and I condensed the sale window, And then that's when things started to roll in. But it exceeded all my expectations. I think I just went out to eat, didn't worry about the price, and allowed myself just to feel proud for a while. And then things continued to grow. My second launch the next year, I hit about 110,000. The next year, I hit about 140. And the next year, I nearly hit 200. And I think maybe I was getting kind of comfortable. And this fifth and most recent launch actually dropped down to about 60,000. So I'm really trying to take a look to see what I can do differently to shake things up and see if I can get it back up there. I don't know if it's a reflection of the weakened economy. You know, there's less stimulus money going around. Maybe I haven't been nurturing or growing my audience enough. It's a bit of a wake-up call that I can't ride this wave forever without disrupting my own process a bit. And I should mention that last year I launched a bookkeeping course, and that one I think is what gave me the extra boost to put me over the $1 million mark. And I have done many promotions throughout the year, but 50 to 60% of my annual sales come during that January launch window. My pricing is lower than most would expect, and I've increased the price slightly over time, but I think I'm going for more of a volume strategy I think with my audience, that's more effective than selling fewer at a higher price. I might be wrong, but that's what's been working for me. As far as marketing, I started a Facebook group early on called Accounting for Online Sellers. And it's free, so it attracts a lot of people. And that's been a good source of capturing emails to grow my email list. I have a free spreadsheet as a lead magnet that's helped to grow my email list. I try to be active on Instagram and YouTube, even though I struggle putting out consistent content. One of the biggest ways I've grown is through influencer marketing. I've gotten to know a lot of YouTubers who have channels about reselling. They have no idea about taxes, so they gladly refer those questions to me. So that's been huge to maintain those relationships. And I think the benefit to launching the same product over and over is that 90% of the work is done up front. And then from there, it's just the marketing and a few tweaks of the course here and there. And as far as what I've learned along the way, 
or any tips that I would have, not that I'm qualified to give them. But the first time I had the idea to make a tax-related course, I told myself that it was a dumb idea. I would have never believed if you told me that just one course could make nearly a million dollars in five years. So don't be too quick to discard your initial ideas. And I'd also say be willing to pivot, follow the opportunity. I thought I wanted to be a personal finance blogger and make affiliate income. And then I started focusing more on my tax business. Then I wanted to make a course about mini retirements. And then I changed to make a course about taxes. And I may pivot again to make a course about taxes for content creators. And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is to lean into your personality and your own voice. You might think your market is saturated, but it's guaranteed there are people out there who want to hear it from you specifically because they connect with you. I've been told all my life that I'm too quiet, I'm too monotone, that I'm not expressive or enthusiastic enough. But in the community that I'm in now as a CPA and tax professional, I've learned that people actually really value my sense of calm and my relaxed personality. A client once joked with me and said something like, well, don't sound too excited about that. And I started to apologize and say I was actually working on being more enthusiastic, but they said, no, actually, I find you to be very calming. There's a lot of stress and anxiety when it comes to taxes and accounting. And when I talk to someone and have them feel the calm in my voice, they take some of that peace and really appreciate it. So these days, I don't worry too much about trying to be over-enthusiastic or being someone I'm not. And as far as what's changed in my life, this whole journey has had a huge impact on me and my family. Money is not the stress that it was for the first 10 years. We've taken some amazing trips and exposed our kids to more of the world, which is important to us. Toward the end of COVID, we spent two months in Mexico. Last year, we spent two months in Costa Rica. We went back to Nicaragua for a few weeks. And I'm so glad we've done those things because the kids are growing so fast that it's blowing my mind. And we just have to do more with the time that we have. I'm able to work out in the middle of the day. I'm able to be home for my kids. And overall, just the the flexibility that I have makes me feel very fortunate. And I still don't really feel like I know what I'm doing, but I'm going to keep moving forward to see what I can do and who I can help. And there you have it. Four incredible journeys of entrepreneurs in the Million Dollar Course Creator Club. These students show how success isn't just about the numbers, but about the heart and the grit and the unwavering faith in your vision and mission. I hope their narratives remind you that running a million-dollar digital course business doesn't have to be complicated. When you approach your business with genuine care and consistency and determination, magic unfolds. Here's to cultivating an abundance mindset that you can do this too. No matter the challenges or obstacles, you have the potential to achieve great things. Remember what I said at the beginning. Every time you think of these stories, I want you to think, If they can do it, so can I. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Online Marketing Made Easy. I can't wait to feature you when you hit the million dollar mark with your digital course. So do not give up. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.